Welcome to the Sports GPS. With your hosts, Parker White and CJ Holly. Welcome back to the Sports GPS Season 4, Episode 24. Parker, what's on the docket? We are talking Week 10 picks. Mm-hmm. See how we did. Uh, then we're going to go baseball. A lot, lot's going on right now. You had owners meetings going on right now, and then you had the awards picks. Mm-hmm. Then we're giving our Week 11 picks. Yep. And CJ's got a little fancy football going on. Yeah, throw a little fancy football in there. Got to talk about the big decision that was made at the owners meeting regarding one of the poorer teams in the league. All that and more on this episode of the Sports GPS. Let's get into it. Welcome back. Jumping right into the Week 10 recap. Parker, start off with that Thursday night game. All right, Bears-Panthers. It was not a great game by any means. Bryce Young, he led all quarterbacks with 185 yards. Deontay Foreman, he he got he found pay dirt. 21 carries, 80 yards, and a touchdown. DJ Moore, who's on our fantasy team, five catches for 58 yards. Also had a fumble, kind of killed us. Yeah, he did. He did. But this this was this was a rock fight on Thursday night. Yeah, it's not the uh, rock fight of the week. There were plenty of them. There were definitely plenty of them. But uh, yeah, this was not one of them. Uh, Bears did squeak out the victory, but. It was just because they were playing another terrible team. Yeah. Let's go ahead, jump to the Sunday game and the rock fight of the week. Uh, for all you people out there that knew that this game happened in Germany, it's yeah. the Rankopf del Hoffa. Well done. That is also known as the rock fight of the week. Um, <laughs> the uh, Colts defeat the Patriots uh, ten to si- or yeah, yeah ten, 10 to, to six. six. Yeah, I mean it's. It's such a low-scoring game that I had to question myself. Right. Uh, Garner Minshew had the most passing yards at 194, but he also threw a pick. True. Uh, Stevenson had the most rushing yards with 88, but he didn't find pay dirt. Jonathan Taylor did. Yep. And, uh, yeah, Douglas had the most receiving yards. Listen, this was a terrible game. Yes, it was. It was a hard watch. But my team came out on top. And anybody that watched this game from start to finish deserves a medal. I recorded it because live i was at church i was like i'll record it i'll watch when i get home i go i'm not watching anything i saw the end of it but the best story of this game bernard raymond the left tackle for the colts he's from austria and he had 18 family members friends at the game and none of them's ever seen him play football before except his dad so it was pretty cool yeah and they got to watch the wrong conf the hoffa well done there you go you're welcome thanks john legere for uh for hitting us up with that. Uh, let's jump to the, the the 1 o'clock games. Go ahead and start with the first one. All right, Texans, they defeated the Bengals 30-27. to C.J. Stroud continues to do magic on the field. 356 yards passing with the touchdown. He did have a pick. Singletary, the running back for the Texans, he had 30 carries, 150 yards and a touchdown. And Nico Brown for Houston, seven receptions, 170 yards. Is he the sleeper best receiver in the game? I mean, he might be. What well, C.J. Stroud likes to find him. I mean, he had yes, eight sir. targets. He hauled down seven of them. So, yeah. But Tank Dell did have 14 targets. He just didn't catch as many. But he did find Bader. So, yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and jump to the next game on the slate, which was the Saints- at the Vikings and taking the big old L in Minnesota as the Vikings win 27-19. Um, 
Listen, Josh Dobbs keeps doing uh, good things in replacement of Kirk Cousins in Minnesota as he had 268 yards passing with a touchdown. Uh, Ty Chandler, who uh, is now on our fantasy team, by the way. We claimed him off of waivers. Uh, and he had 15 carries and 45 yards and a touchdown in relief of Madison. And Hawkinson is really your player of the game with Big 11 game. receptions, 134 and a touchdown. Listen, I, well, I said it at the beginning of the year that we picked the Saints defense in fantasy because yeah. they weren't facing any massive quarterbacks. Well. Kirk Cousins was supposed to be the best quarterback that they faced, and then they didn't even <laughs> face him. They faced Dobbs. I was just saying, instead and of Dobbs. Dobbs looked good. <laughs> yeah, he did. But Winston threw a late, late pick, and uh, the Vikings got the job done. All right, the Steelers, they defeat the Packers 23-19. This was another kind of rock fight type of game. Jordan Love, he led all quarterbacks with 289 yards, two touchdowns, but he did have two picks. Jalen Warren for the Steelers, he had 15 carries, 101 yards, and a touchdown. And Reed, the receiver for the Packers, had five catches, 84 yards, and a touchdown. This wasn't much of a game, but the Steelers' defense... Who, surprisingly enough, they're ranked 31st in total defense, which I did not know, but they come up big when it matters most at the end of the game, So that and they did that here. Yeah, I mean, Kenny Pickett did not look good. He had 126 yards passing. Yeah. But, I mean, the, the running game is really what held Pittsburgh up. I mean, 205 yards rushing, which is 16 from Pickett, 82 from Najee, Jalen Warren, as you mentioned, and yeah. uh, Calvin Austin. I mean, like, that that's how they won this game was defense, a late pick late. Uh, sorry, a pick late kind of sealed the game uh, for the Steelers. And, I mean, you know, listen, Steelers are a good team as far as defense. They run the ball. If they can control the clock and shorten the game, they have a chance to be in a lot of different football Yeah, games. their OC Canada is not very good. And all Steelers fans want him fired. Yeah, I'll, I'll, and he should, probably should be. Uh, yeah. This is the third game that qualified for the rock <laughs> fight of the week. Yeah. Uh, it did not win, obviously, but it did qualify as it only had two touchdowns and under 35 points. Mm-hmm. As the Buccaneers defeat the te- uh, the Titans 20-6, to uh, Baker Mayfield continues to impress with 278 yards, mm-hmm. two touchdowns. He did throw a pick. One of his touchdowns went to Mike Evans, who uh, had five other receptions for a total of 143 yards. And Roddy White was your biggest rusher of the game, 20 carries for 51 yards. Listen, the Titans' defense is very stingy against the run, not very much so against the pass. And uh, Baker Mayfield and and Mike Evans definitely had a field day here, Mm -hmm. taking home the 14-point victory. All right, the 49ers, they dominated the Jaguars 34-3. We keep waiting for, like, Brock Purdy to look pedestrian, but he had a really good game, 296 yards through the air with three touchdowns. Christian McCaffrey doing his thing, 16 carries, 95 yards. And George Kittle, as we expect, he did well, three receptions, 116 yards, and a touchdown. Niners are legit. Jags, uh, I expect more, but they they got dominated in this one. Yeah, they came off the bye a little flat, and uh, Trevor Lawrence didn't have his best game through two picks. Uh, I mean, Sam Darnold got in there for San Fran. <laughs> C.J. Beathard got in there for Jackson. I mean, it wasn't great. They couldn't run yeah. the ball, couldn't throw the ball. It was just bad all the way around. And, I mean, Purdy did look, you know, the last three games, their three losses, he did look somewhat pedestrian. But yeah. uh, this week he turned it back on, going back to the Brock Purdy that we know and love, being very efficient and hitting uh, downfield throws uh, when they made sense. Uh, it did snap. This game did snap. Uh, Christian McCaffrey's touchdown streak. Yeah. So, I mean, listen, you get the win, but you lost the 
touchdown streak. So, yeah. and what are you going to do? Uh, probably the best game of the no the doubt. entire weekend. No doubt. Uh, Browns defeat the Ravens 33-31. to There were a couple of missed extra points, but a pick six kind of turned the game on its head as Lamar Jackson did throw for 223 yards and one touchdown. And uh, one pick six plus another one. He had two total interceptions. Jerome Ford had 107 yards on the ground. Amari Cooper, 98 yards on the ground. Listen, I know a couple Browns fans. And, uh, listen, they're they're worried now because Deshaun Watson is out for the rest of the season with a shoulder injury. But they turned this game off. They were like, there's no way they're coming back. And then all of a sudden the pick six happens, and they're like, Wait, wait for it. Right. But, yeah, I mean, two missed extra points, kind of crazy. But, hey, listen, uh, Cleveland's scrappy. Yeah. They uh, found out a way to win, and uh, they're they're second in the AFC North, which is which is surprising. Uh, but at the same time, this entire AFC North is above 500. Something crazy to think about for sure. I know. The Cardinals, they defeat the Falcons 25-23. We thought this would be a rock fight, but it was not. Kyler Murray did his thing, 249 yards. He did have an interception, uh, but John Robinson finally showed up, 22 carries, 95 yards, and a touchdown. And the tight end for Arizona, Trey McBride, had eight receptions, 131 yards. Kyler Murray, he led the game-winning drive and returned from his ACL injury. Uh, I mean, we keep thinking, like, I mean, look, the Cardinals are not a good team. They're 2-8, and eight, but, like, they, they compete. They compete. Well, they look better with Kyler. And that's something that you definitely have to think about. Uh, Bijan finally got utilized by Atlanta, and yeah. they couldn't keep the uh, they couldn't keep the Cardinals from having the ball late. And I mean, that's what happens. Like, listen, Kyler Murray, as much as uh, everybody makes fun of him for not being able to see over his off- offensive line, <laughs> yeah, uh, he can get the job done, and yeah. uh, he proved it. He didn't he didn't throw one with his arm, but I think he had one with his legs, and uh, you know, looked pretty good. So, uh, listen, the Cardinals are better than we think they are. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, what are you gonna do? Uh, the Lions defeat the Chargers in the barn burner yeah. of uh, forty-one to thirty-eight. Uh, Jared Goff had three hundred thirty-three yards passing with two touchdowns. David Montgomery coming back had a massive touchdown run, but he also had one hundred sixteen yards total. And then Keenan Allen, wow, what a game! Eleven receptions yeah. for one seventy-five and two tutties, but it wasn't enough as the Chargers do fall to the Lions. Listen, if you didn't bet money on this over and, like, bet the entire mortgage... I know, we talked about it. It's silly. Like, yeah. this over-under was 50 or something like that. Like, yeah. it was over at half. I think when we talked about it, it was, like, 48 and a half. Yeah, it it's was like, what? basically over at half. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it, stupid. If you didn't bet the mortgage like me, like, I should have bet my entire <laughs> mortgage on this game for the year. Yeah. But, hey, what are you going to do? Uh, Next game, Parker. All right, the Cowboys, they defeated the Giants 49-17. This was not much of a game until the end. Not really. Uh, Dak Prescott had 404 yards with four touchdowns and a pick. Uh, is that Dwiddle? Yeah. 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 Uh, for Dallas, he had 12 carries, 79 yards and a touchdown. Brandon Cook showed up, had nine catches, 173 yards and a touchdown. The Giants are not a good football team. Dallas is pretty good, and Dak Prescott actually had a good game. Yeah, four touchdowns with his arm, one with his legs. Listen, this is an interesting stat. Dallas has already played the Giants both times this year. They have beaten the Giants in both of their games total, 89-17 <laughs> to 17 in the first six, count them, six quarters of football. The Giants did not score a singular point. That's crazy. Crazy time. Uh, let's jump to the next game. Commanders fall to the Seahawks 29-26 so on a late 
uh, late game walk off field goal. A couple passes to DK Metcalf from Geno Smith gets them in field goal range. Listen, the Commanders are a half decent team, and I call yeah. them half decent because their defense is good. But they did just trade away both defensive ends, and I know, uh, that was interesting. But I mean, is the right move they had to do? Uh, Geno Smith three for two. Uh, sorry, three sixty nine, two touchdowns. Kenneth Walker twenty three yards um, on the ground, and then. Brian Robinson Jr. led all receivers mm-hmm. with six receptions and 119 yards and a touchdown. Uh, it was a sad day to realize that Brian Robinson Jr. had his first 100-yard reception game before he had his first 100-yard rushing game Ooh. this year. Kind of crazy. Yeah, the Raiders, they defeated the Jets 16-12. This was another kind of huh, rock fight. Zach Wilson, he had a... I mean, I won't say a good game. He had 263 yards passing with an interception. Josh Jacobs, he was good on the ground, 27 carries, 116 yards. And Wilson, the receiver for the Jets, he had nine receptions, 93 yards. Look, I mean, the Jets, their defense is legit, but Zach Wilson is not a good offensive quarterback. Yeah. And the Raiders, I mean, <coughs> they're worse than I thought they'd be this year, but they, they found a way to win this game. Yeah, and this was the fourth game that qualified under Rock Fight of the Week. Correct. Um, and it's it's crazy to think that this uh, this Raiders team knows how to get it done under Antonio Pierce. Yeah, and, they do. Uh, listen, they're definitely a scrappy team. They like to run the ball. They like to play good defense, and that's what Antonio Pierce loved. As I mean, that's what he was as a football player, and and uh, now as a coach. So this new look Raiders team is going to give the ball a lot to Josh Jacobs, as you should. You're paying him a lot yeah, of money. Yeah, I so. know. Makes a lot of sense. They're going to try to shorten games. They're going to try to win it with their defense. So, listen, I think the Raiders are better than uh, what people think they are, and I think they will be a lot better under Antonio Pierce as opposed to Josh McDaniels. Uh, the Monday night game, the Broncos uh, game-winning field goal oh, no. after a penalty to win over the Bills 24-22. to uh, Listen, they, all of the primetime games, I want to say this, <laughs> all of them, uh-huh. were terrible. Yeah. This one was the only half-decent one as uh, Russell Wilson looked good, 193 yards, two touchdowns. James Cook did find uh, a little bit of room to run as he had 109 yards rushing on 12 carries. Gabe Davis does Gabe Davis things, except he doesn't <laughs> find Paydirt as he had two receptions for 56 yards. It's not the playoffs. No, it's not the playoffs, so he's not going to find four times in the end zone. But Right. I mean, Latavius Murray finds Paydirt. Josh Allen finds Paydirt with his legs. That's a problem. For Buffalo, yeah. uh-huh. when your quarterback's your, you know, kind of your leading touchdown yeah. rusher. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not you're not you're not Philadelphia. You don't have Jalen Hurts. It's not so ideal. Kind of, kind of not the guy. And I, listen, I don't like when Jalen Hurts leads in rushing touchdowns, but yeah. he's not this year, so that's a little bit better. The Bills, man, five and five. The Colts have the same record. Listen, I think, and I said this, I I think this entire AFC East is just weird. Yeah, it really is. It's not great. It's not bad. They, I mean, they're just they're just all there. The Dolphins don't know how to play defense, but they yeah. can score on anybody. Mm-hmm. The Bills kind of halfway know how to do both, and then but they don't really play defense because of injury. Jets don't have a quarterback, so all they do is play defense. Yeah, and uh, and the Patriots are just <laughs> yeah. Need I say more? So, ladies and gentlemen, you should have seen his face when he said the Patriots. It's pretty bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Like their best game of the year was against the Eagles week one. Yeah, that's really all you have to. And know. I know the Bills; they just fired their offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey, so we'll see if their offense is better than we think it should be because their defense, a lot of injuries, they're not carrying the day. 
Yeah. I mean, so they got to win with offense. They should have fired him. I mean, Josh Allen only threw for 177 yards. It's pathetic. I agree. So it's and, it, and it's against the Broncos. Yeah. Their defense is trash. Yeah, it wasn't great. wasn't great whatsoever. All right, well, as far as picks go, I went 7-6-1. Parker, you went 6-7-1. Yeah. So that brings us to tie. We are tied at 72-72-6. Not what you're really uh, instilling yeah. faith yeah. in the fan base for, but we hope to make a little bit of rebound in the Week 11 picks. But first, we go to the Diamond, and plenty of awards to give out, plenty of owners things to give out. Plus, I already teased it in the open, some exciting news coming for Vegas? <laughs> All that when we return. Welcome back to Sports GPS. We're heading to Major League Baseball. We have awards and a bunch of things. CJ, hit us off with the awards. Yeah, let's just dive right in. Uh, we got some surprises, and then we have some not really surprises. <laughs> right. Um, Let's just go ahead and jump into two very, very non-surprises. Uh, the Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Uh, basically, everybody saw this from outer space, even. Yeah. Uh, Gunnar Henderson, unanimous Rookie of the Year. Winner for the American League. He had 150 games. Slash line of 255, 325, 489. For all you mathletes at home, that's an <laughs> 814 OPS. Yeah. He had 2,800 uh, homers and 82 RBIs. Definitely symmetry there with the 2882 yeah. flip flop, which <laughs> yeah. is nice. Listen, uh, he was one of the main reasons why oh, yeah. Baltimore was as good as they were this year, got the number one seed, even though they didn't take advantage of that number one seed. Um, they still played great ball. I expect a lot of great things from Baltimore next year. Oh, yeah. And Gunnar Henderson is 1,000% a cog in that piece. Yeah, started off slow, but then he came on late and just, I mean, he had 28 homers, and, I mean, he was awesome. Him yeah. and Adley Rushman, they're carrying the day. Yeah, for sure. And then you're a National League Rookie of the Year. Again, not a not a surprise at all. Corbin Carroll right. of the National League Champs, 155 games, slash line of 285, 362, and 506. For everybody doing math at home, a little 868. OPS. He had 25 homers, 76 stakes, 65 extra base hits, and 54 stolen bases. Listen, when he got a single, it was almost a double with how Absolutely. effective he was stealing and swiping second base. Um, it's the reason why the Diamondbacks kind of didn't look great in the first five games versus Philly. And then all of a sudden, game six and game seven, they looked phenomenal because mm-hmm. they finally started swiping bags because Corbin Carroll was getting on first. And Kind of, you know, one thing led to another, the snowball effect. And it's the reason why the Diamondbacks were playing in the World Series, even though they got ousted in five games, yeah. as correctly predicted by a couple of people. <laughs> yeah. um, but, hey, what are you going to do? Uh, listen, the Rookie of the Year candidates, uh, they were pretty much I mean, at one Carroll. point, Corbin Carroll was an MVP candidate early in the year. Yeah, I mean, I think he – I don't know. It's MVP just came out. But I want to say he's probably going to be top 15 in the MVP voting. I would assume. For a rookie, that's pretty incredible. Absolutely. Let's go to the manager of the years. Uh, these are the surprises, um, and, and yet somewhat not surprising, right? Yeah. Brandon Hyde is your winner for the uh, American League. I mean, taking that Orioles team yeah. as far as they did. And then uh, Skip Schumacher of the uh, Miami Marlins looked looked really good this year. Listen, the, the Marlins made the playoffs. Yeah. Nobody expected them to even be close, and uh, he got a lot from nothing. These are both – Two managers that made uh, the sum of their parts greater. Uh, do I think Rob Thompson could have been in consideration and probably should have gotten it? Um, 
uh, manager for the Braves. Why am I drawing a blank? Bri- Brian Snicker. Brian Snicker. He was third. Yeah. He he only led all baseball in wins. But, right. You know, I digress. Yeah, but again, I think it's I think it's everybody knows how good it was. I mean, I get what Skip Schumacher did. He's a great manager, and, and congratulations. But right. Brian Snicker was a finalist. He won over a hundred games. Uh, I think winning matters, so I I think he should have gotten it. But I am biased. Yeah, and I mean, here's here's my thought. It's like I think Snicker definitely had a case. Um, I think Brandon Hyde is a, is is a runaway yeah. in the American League. Like yeah. it's not even close. Best record in the in in the AL. Uh, managed a very very and no one saw upstart the team. Coming. Yeah, nobody yeah. saw them coming. Like that was that was a slam dunk. Absolutely, there was definitely four or five managers in the NL that that had a chance to win it. Um, and I, you know, I'm I'm glad for Schumacher, but I think Snicker had a case. I think Toppy had a case. Um, you know, the, the only uh, two managers. Well. I mean, th- those three. I mean, they were Dave, out from the East. Dave I, Roberts, maybe. I know uh, of the, the the top five managers, so it'd be uh, Schumacher, Snicker. I'm drawing a blank on the other guy, the other finalist. Oh, Craig Council. Council, yeah. Dave Roberts and Tori Lavello. Each of them got a first place vote. Yeah. So I mean, it was tight. It was yeah. tight. I wasn't a fan of Novello, but I, I know you're not. Again, not my <laughs> not my cup of tea. But congratulations, Hyde and Schumacher, for uh, getting that done. Yes, Let's go to the Cy Youngs. Uh, one unanimous and one not. Uh, the unanimous was Garrett Cole. Listen, the man's just perennial. Can you believe this is his first? Yeah, but he's always in the conversation, right? He is, but like I can't believe this is the first time he's actually won. Well, didn't Otani win last year? Or who won last year? Uh, I can't remember who won last year, but I mean... 2019, when he, his first time in Houston, like he had an incredible ERA plus. That oh, was Verlander won last year. That's who it was. Oh yeah, it was Verlander. Uh, but like Garrett Cole, I know he's been in the mix, but like I can't believe this is the first time he's won. Yeah, but I mean, again, there's so many good pitchers in the AL. Yeah. That and then you thought Degrom going over there maybe it'd be even worse, but yeah. Garrett Cole is literally the only bright spot for the Yankees this year. As he went 15 to four with a 2.63 ERA. Uh, 222 strikeouts over 209 innings, only 48 walks. He, yeah. he, he very command, uh, 165 ERA plus. And for anybody that's listening that doesn't know these stats, it's fine. Uh, trust me, I barely know them, and I'm a numbers guy. ERA plus, essentially, it makes ERA 100 league, league average. Like, anytime it's uh, something plus, 100 is league average. So if you're over 100, it's, you know, you're yeah. above average. If you're below 100, you're below average, uh, so that's essentially what it is. He was 65% better mm-hmm. uh, than what you know the average ERA is. So that's essentially what it is. And then uh, a whip under one. Anytime you get that, you're great. And then the NL Cy Young Award winner Blake Snell, uh, 28 of 30 first place votes. Second think, time. Yes, yeah, second time winner. Uh, the other first place votes went to Logan Webb of the Giants and Zach Gallen of the Diamondbacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, Snell kind of ran away with this thing, and it was uh, pretty easy. And Strider uh, got fourth. Yeah. I mean, led the league at strikeouts. I but, know. hey, what are you going to do? Uh, Blake Snell, though, 234 strikeouts over 180 innings, uh, 182 ERA plus. So pretty good. It, even that much better than Garrett Cole, 225 ERA for a very, very underachieving Padres team. Uh, both, both Cy Young winners are teams yeah. that were – Un, uh, underwhelming. I know. Uh, I know Blake Snow joins uh, 
Hall of Famers, Randy Johnson, Pedro Martinez. I know I'm missing some others as like the only pitchers to ever win the Cy Young in both leagues, the yeah. AL and the National League. So yeah, he had a great year. Yeah, absolutely. But the Padres didn't. No, they did not. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they started to come back at the end, but they just ran out of games, yeah. which is funny when you talk about a sport that has 162 games. Yeah, you ran out. <laughs> <laughs> you ran out of games. Uh, let's go ahead to the A, uh, the MVPs, the AL. Shohei Otani, no shock. 135 games he hit. Uh, 304, 412, 654 for all you doing math out there. That's an OPS over one. Yeah. Crazy to think about. Pretty good. 44 homers, 95 stakes, 20 stolen bases as well. And then obviously as a starter, he is also great. 10 and 5, 3.14 ERA, 167 in the strikeouts over 132 innings. ERA place of 142. Listen, this guy's special. He's a unicorn. He's not going to pitch next year. So he's only going to be hitting. He's a free agent. He is the prize free agent out there. I don't know what the number is going to be. He's even sat there and said that he's willing to take a lower, like smaller year for higher right. AAV. Right. This man could make three, you know, hundred fifty million over three years, and I don't think, I think there's a handful of teams that'll offer him that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the 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 thing that makes it difficult is okay, how many years you want to give him, especially when he's not pitching next year. He wants to do both, even though I think he's getting to the age where it's like, dude, you got to pick one because, like, your body's just not going to hold up. This is your second Tommy John. So uh, we'll see. I mean, he's a great player. He's a unicorn, but he's got he's got to pick one. Well, I think he still does both, and the next time he hurts his elbow, he just goes, all right, I'm DHing. Okay. Like, I think that's the smart play for him. But, hey, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, your NL MVP, uh, your man, Ronald Acuna. Yeah. 150. Nine games, 337, 416, 596 mm. with the slug, 41 homas, 106 stakes, 149 runs is an underrated stat out there. Mm-hmm. 217 hits is crazy. Yeah. 73 stolen bases, 168 OPS plus. Yeah. This kid is the closest thing to Willie Mays uh, that I've seen with my own eyes. Yeah. And I know he was first... For all those uh, uh, baseball nerds out there, he was first in the National League in run, one, runs created plus at 170, uh, RE24, 73 and a half. Uh, I don't know why I'm forgetting the name. Wapella. Yeah, WPA. Wapella. <laughs> 6.8 in total bases, 383 in runs created, 168. He was a bunch of rate, volume, and clutch stats. He was first in the National League in, like, all of them. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... I know Mookie Betts. I mean, look, he played three positions. Shortstop, second base, right field. Uh, he was great. Freddie Freeman, he does his thing. But the crazy thing is Matt Olson wasn't even a finalist. He led baseball in home runs and RBI, and he wasn't a finalist. Right. But, I mean, Ronald Cunha was a clear because he did it from he did it from Jump Street. Yeah. Like Mookie Betts, I know like in September, August, September, when he got hot, it was like, oh, maybe he's the favorite. But it's like Ronald Cunha Jr. has been doing this from game one. I'm not saying Mookie Betts was a nobody, but like he had peaks and valleys. Ronald Acuna was great the entire way. It well, so the reason why he started getting hyped was the same reason why, when Betts Betts got hot the same time Acuna somewhat cooled off. Yeah, kind of. As they somewhat cooled off, he like started hitting near 300 instead of 330. <laughs> um, and that's you know like that's the reason why the Betts hype train got rolling, and yeah. then Acuna found it and Betts fell off. Like if Betts right. didn't fall off. Sort of a tighter race, but because he did fall off, Acuna kind of ran away with it, and yeah, you know, it makes a lot of sense. 
I get it. Uh, so, yeah, those are your big four award winners. We always cover them. Uh, how many did we get right from midseason? I think you got Acuna right. Yeah. I got Snell right and Cole right. I got the Cy Young Award winners did right. Did we get Otani right? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. We did. Um, I think we both got the Rookie of the Years correct. Probably. I don't. We might not have gotten Gunner, but I think we both picked I know, Corbin I know Carroll. we picked Corbin Carroll. I'm Ooh, trying... I, I think we got Hyde right. I don't think we got Schumacher right. Yeah, I know I didn't get Schumacher right. So, I mean, we'll have to look at that and. Posted on X. X. And uh, let you guys know. But yeah, super fun. Uh, Parker, let's go ahead and hit with the Major League Baseball news before we jump back into NFL. All right, yeah, it's the manager hirings. The Astros, they had their bench coach Joe Espada to be their manager. We all saw that coming. The Brewers, they had their bench coach Pat Murphy, who was a former Notre Dame college coach. And he actually recruited Craig Council, who is now the Cubs manager. Uh, I know. Big news today, the Atlanta Braves, they will host the 2025 All-Star Game because the owners' meetings are going on. Of course, in 2021, they were planned to be at Truist, but the commissioner, Rob Manfred, decided to move the event last minute to Denver to protest a voting bill that went down in Georgia, state legislature. Uh, but the Braves ended up winning the World Series that year, so no harm, no foul. Big news, the owners' meetings, uh, uh, 30-0 vote, Oakland A's, they're allowed to move to Vegas. This this will take time. If they want to move to Vegas, they won't get a ballpark till 2028. So, you know, how long, if they're actually going to go to Vegas, we think they will. But, you know, they could stay in Oakland if they wanted. And another thing that I know I wanted to ask you about, that Major League Baseball has proposed a pitch clock to go from 20 to 18 seconds with the runners on base. Do you like it? No. I Flat out, I think 15 to 20 is good. I don't think you need to tweak it anymore. Like, listen, you, you proved the concept to work. Yeah. Like, there are some things where the KISS method of keep it simple stupid works. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you need to lessen it. I think 20 seconds is enough time to manipulate, uh, you know, like the runner. If you put it to 18, now these guys are even more rushing when they're trying to hold a runner. and do. All, I think 20 seconds works. Uh, you, to play devil's advocate, if they want to change this, is a lot of pitchers, most times than not, they're ready to go at, like, four or five seconds left on the clock. They're not all waiting at zero, like, oh, I got to get it off. Like, they're, they're, you know, trying to get the runner to, like, you know. Well, that's that's the thing, right? So, like, if you're ready at four or five, now you could throw at four or five, or you could hold till one. So now it's, it's not the runner gets in. Like, if you're not ready, like, yeah. and you only have two seconds left, like, it's going to yeah. give more advantage to runners. I don't like it. I think the runners have a great advantage now. It's been seen. Like yeah. this year, we had records of stolen bases. Yeah, and the and the game time, so it they lost about like twenty four minutes of dead time. Good job, and they lost like twenty minutes in the postseason of dead time. So like, good job. I I have no problem with thinking about it, but at the same time, I don't think you need to change anything. The only the only thing I would be okay with is if you just said eighteen seconds all over the place. Yeah, that's fair. Because no fifteen or twenty change yeah. your stuff up or whatever. Like if you if you made the change, just make it all eighteen seconds, but like don't like I think the fifteen twenty works, so I, I wouldn't mess with it. Yeah, I will say an interesting thing. So Brian Cashman, everyone's giving him flag because the week before he had some interesting comments. He made more interesting comments on Giancarlo Stanton, guy that's on this team. He said, "I'm not going to tell you that he's going to play every game next year because he's not. He's going to wind up getting hurt again, more likely than not, because it seems to be part of his game." Ouch. And then Stan's agent, Joel Wolf, he 
responded to that saying, I read the context of the entire interview. I think it's a good reminder for all free agents considering signing in New York, but foreign to, both foreign and domestic, that to play for that team, you've got to be made of Teflon, both mentally and physically, because you have never let your guard down in the offseason. Uh, first of all, as an agent, your job is not to you know, basically tell you where your player is supposed to go. Your job is to get the best deal for your player, and that could be in New York. So I don't really understand his comments. Brian Cashman, he's giving me a lot of <laughs> a lot of things to talk about because he's a uh, you know f bombs everywhere, and he's basically putting everyone on 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 heat. Yeah, whether that's Boone, Stanton, anybody. But uh, I thought they were pretty interesting. But he's not wrong. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Like, Cashman needs to just figure out how to GM for a little bit because he's terrible at it. We're probably going to throw him in the backseat here in the next couple of I mean, weeks. He's, he's been doing it for over 25 years. Yeah, and he's gotten worse at it. Like, he was really good in his first couple of years. Yeah. But, again, he was also had, you know, like Joe Torre as a great manager. and then That guy, Derek Jeter, was pretty good. Yeah, he was kind of phenomenal. So, like, yeah, he, he kind of lucked into a great roster, but, like, he's fallen off lately. And he needs oh, to just I, realize, I hey, let me get go into a room, turn all the lights out, <laughs> and see if I can figure out if I can find something. Yeah. Because I haven't been able to do it for the last 10 years. Yeah. Like, arguably, for the last 10 years, he hasn't been able to do the it. The funny thing about Stanton is, like, first of all, we could have all told you he was going to get injured. Like, that's just the way. His great physique, and he can lift a lot of weights, but when game time comes, he always gets hurt. Yep. It's just the way that goes. Yeah. So, like, why are you shocked by this? I have no idea. He made a lot of bad signings. Cause not only, but Joel Wolf, you represent Stanton, and guess what? You push your way to New York. That's that's the only place he wanted to play. Right. And they, they had trades lined up for the Giants and the Cardinals, but he didn't want to go there, so you got him to New York. Yeah. So, I don't like either side of this. Yeah, I mean, it. it's bad regardless of how you look at it, but – I mean, the Yankees got to figure out what they want to do. Mm-hmm. But let's actually go back. I want to go back to Oakland for a okay. little bit here. Did, right. did you see the proposals for where the stadium is going to be? Uh, roughly. Tropicana. They're literally taking out the Tropicana, <laughs> uh-huh. and the ballpark's going to sit on the strip. Wow. Like the outfield would, you would be able to view the MGM Grand, mm-hmm. New York, New York, Aria in the distance. Like it would. It'd be in the corner of Trap Ave and Las Vegas Boulevard. Yeah, like that's that's pretty awesome. It's a great site. Absolutely. Like I, I, they'd be stupid not to move to Vegas. Oh yeah. You've got all those hotels there. All the parkings right there. Like they're gonna build a garage to the backside. Like, I mean, look, you got a nine-acre lot. Both Tampa Bay and Oakland, like they've tried to put in a ballpark. And I know Rob Manfred said today that they, they want to do everything to keep them in Oakland. I get that because, I mean, that's a that's a great franchise. But it just didn't work. And it, it's working in Vegas. Hockey team. Now you have football team. Like, it works in Vegas. Yeah. So, I mean, this needs, this needs to happen. I think it does need to happen. They just got to figure out where they're going to play in right. 25, 26, and 27. So. I would assume they could stay – where they're at now, but I'm not sure. It all depends if Oko wants to redo their lease for three years and then yeah. all of a sudden go, unless they, you know, whatever they want to do. So, yeah, I mean, that's it's up to them, but mm-hmm. uh, they'll figure it out. Yeah. All right, well, when we return, I got fantasy, 
And uh, we got week 11 picks. Next two segments to wrap it up this episode of Sports GPS. Welcome back to the Sports GPS. We're going to go fantasy football before we give our week 11 picks. CJ, start us off. Yeah, I got your uh, stardom and sit for week 11. Let's uh, go for a ride here. We're going to start quarterbacks. Jared Goff versus the Bears He's is an easy awesome. play here. Been great as of late. They're at home. Uh, the Bears, not that great. I feel like they're just going to put it up, and Jared Goff's going to be a big part of that. C.J. Stroud versus Arizona. I want mm-hmm. every part of Houston yeah. versus Arizona this week. And then, you know what? A sneaky pick. I like Sam Howell versus the Giants. Don't ask me why, but this Giants uh, secondary was awful against the Cowboys. And Sam Howell looked pretty good against a tough Seattle secondary. Yeah. So, you know what? Give me a little Sam Howell this week. As far as Sidhams are concerned, I don't like Trevor Lawrence versus the Titans. Yeah. I don't really like Geno Smith versus the Rams. And Baker Mayfield has a really, really, really tough test versus San Francisco. Let's go. Yeah, let's go ahead and jump to our running backs. I like Saquon versus Washington this week. Mm-hmm. I like Tony Pollard versus uh, Carolina to finally get it going. Uh, I also like as a deeper option, Devin Singletary versus Arizona. Again, Anybody versus Arizona. <laughs> uh, as far as Sidham, James Cook, because he doesn't know what the heck he's doing. Uh, outside of running for yards, Latavius Murray is getting all the goal line work. Rashad White, I know he had a okay game, but he's going against San Francisco this week. And then anybody versus the Lions, as far as running backs is concerned, because they're going to have to throw the ball as Justin Fields' first game back this week. Uh, let's go ahead and start wideouts. Uh, I like DJ Moore this week to start, just because they're going to have to throw it, because they're behind. And again, Justin Fields, the last time he played with DJ Moore, he had a massive game. Yeah. I like Jordan Addison versus the Broncos. Uh, the Broncos secondary, not the best. And Jordan Addison is definitely the favorite target for Josh Dobbs outside of Hawkinson. Uh, and then I also like, again, any wide out versus the Cardinals for Houston <laughs> this week. Yeah. As far as Sidham is concerned, uh, Gabe Davis, not really a great play versus the Jets no. defense. Adam Thielen versus the Cowboys. He's kind of the only threat, and they're going to double him. And uh, George Pickens versus the Browns. Anybody versus the Browns defense, not the strongest of plays. Go to tight end. Dalton Kincaid, Trey McBride, Jake Ferguson all have really, really good matchups this week. Uh, so start all of them for the myriad of reasons. Uh, as far as Sidham is concerned, Evan Ingram, I don't love uh, what he's been doing recently. And I think Trevor Lawrence is going to try to get uh, Christian Kirk and Calvin Ridley the ball versus the Titans. And then I think they'll be able to just run it up with ETN afterwards. I also don't like Jared Everett versus the Packers. Packers defense pretty good against tight ends. So definitely stay away from that matchup. And then finally, we don't talk kickers, but we do talk <laughs> defense. Uh, Stardom, you're starting the Commanders versus the Giants outside of Saquon. There's nobody on this Giants offense that really scares me with Tommy right. DeVito under center. Uh, I also like the Jets versus the Bills. The Bills' offense has been anemic. They are now starting with a uh, first-time OC, and uh, I like it. I also like the Bills versus the Jets. <laughs> I feel like this is definitely a top candidate for Rock Fight of the Week. As far as Sidham, I don't love the Eagles versus the Chiefs. I also don't love the Chiefs versus the Eagles. I feel like that's going to be a shootout on Monday night. And uh, I don't like the Texans versus Arizona as far as a defense. Kyler Murray is back. And uh, they look they look pretty good yeah. with Kyler Murray under center, uh, even though I like what the uh, 
the Texans got on offense. I don't like their defenses versus Arizona. Because I think the Cardinals are better offensively with Kyler Murray there. Yeah, James Conner's back as well. Yeah. Yeah, this team just looks good. And uh, I know they they looked okay with Josh Dobbs. They look even better with Kyler oh, Murray. Yeah, absolutely. So they're definitely better than the 2-8 uh, and eight team that they currently are sitting at. So that's, uh, that wraps it up for fantasy. Do we want to jump right into 11 picks, or do we want to give the socials and then do 11 picks on the other side of the break? I'll give the socials. Hit the socials. Hit us up at the Sports GPS on X, uh, Instagram, and TikTok, even though we don't use it that much. But, yeah, just hit us up. You know, Let us know how we're doing here. You want to talk baseball, you want to talk football, whatever it is, let us know. Uh, we want to do some backseat GMs. Let us know who you want us to put in the backseat, and uh, we'll uh, work on it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we do want to talk about the fact that our fantasy squad is 9-1. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and have clinched a playoff spot Yeah, in the one. Now, our other one, the, the work league, yeah, quote-unquote, yeah. we haven't clinched a spot, but we are the number one seed we, as of right we now. We bounce back. We do bounce Cause, back. Because we start off slow. Yep. But we won, what, like six in a row? We did win six in a row, and then we lost this past week. But yeah, that happens. we are still number one in the division. That, Let's go. That league is tight. Yeah. And it's like B- there's Bijan, nobody worse than three and seven. Bijan, can you wake up? Nobody better than seven and three. Yeah. So, yeah, we are first in our division, second overall. Yeah. Listen, we're, we're in the fight. Yeah. We're in the fight there. All right. Well, when we return, we're getting into those week 11 picks. Uh, you know, we're tied. Gotten tight. Yeah. Let's see uh see who could take a lead after this yeah. week when we return. Welcome back. Jumping right into the week eleven picks. Let's start with tonight's game. Thursday night, Bengals versus Ravens, big AFC good North showdown. Uh Baltimore is giving three and a half. Who you like? This was tough for me because I like the Bengals, but give me the Ravens at home. They need to bounce back. I think I think they're going to take care of the Bengals. All right, fair enough. I think they do win the game, but I think this is a tight one. I think they win by one or two, which means the Bengals cover. I'll yeah. take the Bengals getting points. There you go. Uh, let's go to the Sunday games. We don't have any across the pond <laughs> in Europe, which Thank is goodness. a good thing. Players were getting taxed at European rates, by the way, oh, really? when they were playing over there. <laughs> so players were like, well, you know. You know what? This like yeah, yeah. I'm out. Forty five percent in Germany. Get out of here. Ooh. So glad that that's not happening. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into the highlights. Uh, Steelers versus Browns. Ooh. Browns at home in Cleveland. No Deshaun Watson, but they're get they're giving one and a half points. You think this will be a rock fight? I think this is probably the rock fight of the week. Yeah, it's either this or it's Bills Bills Jets. Like I feel like yeah. one of these two that's turns fair. out to be the rock fight of the week. That's fair. Uh, I'm gonna take the Browns. Yeah, me too. Yeah, just the Steelers are just on the road. I, I mistake at the the mistake by the lake. Yeah, we'll figure out a way to win this. <laughs> the game. mistake by the lake. Yep. I like the Steelers as far as like the way they played. I mean, they're because play- if they win this week and they have there's a couple other losses I can't remember who they are. They would be first place in the AFC, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah. If the if the Chiefs lose or the Ravens lose. Yeah. But it's definitely crazy. I'm going to take the Browns in this divisional matchup. Yeah, me as well. Let's go to the Bears-Lions game. We already talked. It could be an absolute shootout. Yeah. Uh, the Lions are giving 7.5. I don't think it's enough. I think this is a 14-point yeah. game. Yeah, Give I don't think Lions. this is enough. Give me the Lions. They're playing awesome football. Dan Campbell's got that team going. Give me the Lions. Yeah, I, I mean, I will say Justin Fields is back, yeah. but I, I don't think it's enough to cover that spread. Uh, <laughs> Should it still be double digits? Yeah. Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, Chargers versus the Packers in Lambeau. Uh, Chargers are 
giving three, I I don't trust Jordan Love. So give me the Chargers and Herbert. Yeah, I don't trust the Chargers because every week we're saying, oh, we're Herbert guys. We love the Chargers. And then they lose. But they should win this week. I don't think the Packers are putting up 41 against them, though. Yeah, I don't need like that's yeah. that's the reason they lost. They put up thirty eight points in a loss. I mean, look, I and the lo- only reason why they lost is because Detroit went for it on fourth and two, and it could have been a disaster if Detroit didn't. I, get lo- it. I love the Lions. I think they could be a sneaky Super Bowl pick. They could be for sure, but uh, definitely take the charge this week. Yeah, me too. Uh, Raiders versus Dolphins is a college football matchup. As the Dolphins <laughs> yeah. are giving twelve and a half points, I still we, don't think it's enough. We were complimenting the Raiders earlier from last week, but. Uh... We're going Dolphins. That was versus the Jets. That was versus another <laughs> yeah. AFC East team. Another defensive-minded team with no offense. Zach Wilson's your quarterback. That's not the case here. Right. I mean, the Dolphins are going to run rough shot all over them. Yeah. I think this is like a 21-point game for the Dolphins. Uh-huh. Especially at home in Miami. Yeah. Give me, give me Miami. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Giants versus Commanders. This could turn out to be another rock fight of the week. Washington's yeah. giving nine and a half. <laughs> Give me the commies. Yeah, me too. They are my eliminator pick this week, by the way. I know we didn't announce them uh, the last couple of weeks. Well, we had that split episode, and then last week just kind of got away from us. But we are the eliminator. Both Parker and I successfully picked right uh, over the last two weeks. As I had the Browns versus the Cardinals in Week 9, and then Dallas over the Giants in Week 10. Parker, you had the Saints. I had the Saints and the Niners. Yeah, so we both got those right. Cool, great. Sorry we didn't post yeah, them, yeah, sorry. whatever. Um, but, yeah, so I'm taking the Commanders this week uh, versus the Giants. Yeah, we did post our picks on X uh, for this week, so you guys can keep keep up to date with it. Yeah, sorry about our mishap the last two weeks. Yeah. Uh, let's go next game. Cowboys going to Carolina, giving up 10.5 points. Cowboys next. Yeah, it's just advanced storyline. Uh, Titans going to Jacksonville to face the Jaguars. Jaguars are favored by seven. I don't think it's enough. I'm taking the Jags. Yeah, me too. I think I think the Jags will bounce back and be win big. All right, fair enough. Uh, Cardinals versus the Texans. Houston's given up four and a half. I'm going to take the Cardinals here, not for the fact that I don't think they win this game because I don't think they do, uh-huh. but I think this is the same thing with the Bengals. I think they're able to keep it close, a late touchdown to the Texans. The Texans don't like to blow people out, True. and they like to win late, so – Give me the Cardinals uh, to cover, not necessarily to win. Even though I understand your point, I'm taking the Texans, which is my eliminator pick this week. Mm-hmm. So uh, give me the Texans at home. All right, fair enough. Let's go to the afternoon games. There's three of them on the slate. The Bucks versus the Niners. San Francisco is giving up 11 and a half at mm. home. I don't think I don't think that's uh, enough. <laughs> you so, don't think it's enough? Yeah, I think the Niners kind of roll over top of the Bucks. Yeah, Niners, let's move on. All right, Bills versus Jets. Uh, listen... This could end up being a massacre, but the Bills could. could find themselves. So I'm going to take the Bills, even though they're giving seven points to the Jets. Yeah, I'm going to take the Bills, even though neither team really gives you any thought that they can do their thing, but give me the Bills. Yeah, they have the better chance of doing it. Yeah. Uh, Seahawks at Rams. Uh, Seahawks giving up a point. It's basically a pick em. Right. I'm going to take the Seahawks to win this game. I feel good about the Rams this week. Give me the Rams. All right, fair enough. Uh, let's go to the two primetime games Sunday night. These are definitely better than the last week, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Vikings versus the Broncos in mile high. Denver is giving two and a half, which is crazy town. Mm-hmm. I think the Vikings win this thing outright, not even needing the two and a half points. Give me the Vikings. Yeah, I'm going to take the Vikings. Josh Jobs continue to do his thing as a Viking. All right, fair enough. And then the last prime taking game, Eagles go to Chiefs, a what rematch a of the Super Bowl from last year. 
Kansas City is giving two and a half. Who you got? I'm going to take your birds. All right. I thought about the reverse jinx. <laughs> Respect. I really thought about it. But I'm going to take my birds. I, I have faith. You're too loyal. Yeah, I am. I am way too loyal. So I'm going to take <laughs> the birds. I do have a 14-leg parlay on all of these spreads. A dollar to win $9,000. let us go. Uh, I, I've already said goodbye to that dollar, by the way. Um, <laughs> that's but fair. if I do hit, it's a couple mortgage payments. So that's what we're literally looking for. Absolutely. Uh, the buys this week, the Saints are off, the Colts are off, the Patriots are off, and the Falcons are off. So, uh, you know. You fans of you teams, yeah. just go watch a good game out there. Yeah, I'm I'm ready to relax. Yeah, have have fun like I did last week. All right, as we already stated, I've got the Commanders in uh, the Eliminator pick. Uh, Parker, you have the Texans. Yep. I'm eight and two in that. You are six and four, but you're looking for a bounce back this week. Yeah, I've you know I had a I had a rough stretch there, like four weeks in a row. It was rough for me, but I'm I'm starting to put it together a little bit. Come on, Texans, don't let me down. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I want to remind you all again, find us at the Sports GPS on Twitter, a.k.a. X, or <laughs> X, a.k.a. Twitter, uh, and also Instagram, TikTok. Find us there. Uh, let us know. We're going to throw some backseat GMs coming up uh, for baseball as we're getting into the offseason, doing mm-hmm. all that fun free agency stuff. So definitely look out for that. But I think that's going to wrap up Season 4, Episode 24 for all of us here at the Sports GPS. Parker White. CJ Holly. thanks for stopping by. Oh, thank you.